Now entering the Bitcoin Podcast Network. Hello, we meet again, audience. How's it going? My name's Dimitrik. Welcome to the Bitcoin Podcast Networks, Just the Headers. And I am in tow of the greatest man alive, Jesse the Man Broke. Jesse, how are you? I am swell. How about yourself? Great, man. I'm great. You seem to be enjoying. What are you eating? Want to tell the audience? <laughs> <laughs> I'm eating Jack Link's meat snacks. It's just meat. Like, Made with 100% beef. It's cold crafted, refrigerated, smoked meat. How many grams of protein are in each stick? Eight grams per stick. Wow, that's actually not a lot. That's a pretty big stick, too. Mm hmm. 10 grams of fat. Ooh. 25 milligrams of cholesterol. Is it vegan? <laughs> it might be. <laughs> no, there's corn syrup in it. 2% or oh. less. Oh, shit. Now it's not vegan. And there's yeast extract. Ah, uh, yeast. Is that considered vegan if there's yeast in something? I don't know. Is that an animal? Is that animal? I, I, don't, I don't think vegans can eat this. Because it's made of meat. There's beef. Yeah, in it. I know. I know. That's that's the joke. Um, but the yeast. But can they eat things that like have yeast? Like, can they eat bread that's made with yeast? I last I heard, all they can eat is air. Oh, damn. <laughs> no, I'm no, but seriously, like, uh, I all I know, like Ezekiel bread. That's unleavened bread, right? I thought Ezekiel bread was kosher bread. It is. But isn't it also unleavened? Like, it's unleavened, right? Are you saying like unleaded? Unleavened. What does that mean? That means you're not using any uh, any leavener or, like, yeast, anything to make the dough rise. Oh, I, 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 I never heard the word leavened. Yeah, leavening. Leavening agent. L-E-A-V-E-N-I-N-G. The leavening. Sounds like a M. Night Shyamalan movie. You know what? I uh, I was getting some movies for Plex, and I saw Avatar, and mm-hmm. I saw what's 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 her name? Zoe Saldana is her name. That's her. <laughs> and I was like, oh damn, dude, she's blue. He likes this chick. Oh yeah, man. <laughs> Even if she were blue and ten feet tall, I'd still be trying to get that. Dang. I'm dead serious too. That's crazy. Even if she looked like that. Yeah. Like not even like- human. Yes. She's just anthropomorphic looking. That's even better. Damn, dude. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> You'd have like babies that are like like the blue shack. <laughs> Damn, dude. <laughs> blue. Yeah, our kids would look like Shrek. 
No, 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 not Shrek. But blue. Shaq. But blue. It'd be blue. Shaq, dude, not Shrek. Oh my god. Oh. Yeah. I guess no, they, he'd be. You could. He would be like. Yeah, I guess you're right. He could be like Shrek, Shaq, Shaq, Shrek. Damn. Shrek. Shrek. Oh, I like it. <laughs> Your son will be Shrek. Well, we we should tell people what the show's about. We always forget to do that. Oh uh, yeah. This show's uh, so- about. Huh? Yeah, go for it. Yeah, it's, sorry. Put this show's off. about uh, cryptocurrency headlines. Um, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> we talk about the headlines in crypto. <laughs> All right. And we just made an offer. If you want to come on the show and help us make fun of the news, reach out to us <laughs> in the Slack. Go to the bitcoinpodcast.com, press the Slack button, join that shit. Say, yo, Jesse, I'm in here. I want to talk about the news with you. And we'll say, okay, come on the show. Yo, bring an article with you. Something yep. interesting. Yep. We're going to jump right into this shit. Are you guys ready? <sighs> Ripple CEO to CNN said, we are the most interested party in XRP's success. Oh. Let's talk about Ripple. Ooh. Ripple CEO Brad Garlinghouse, not to be confused with Garlic House, rejects accusations that his company manipulates XRP price. In an interview today with CNN anchor Julia Chatterley, all right, this dude says, in the XRP community, Ripple is the largest owner and we're the most interested party in the success of the XRP system also known as Ripple, also known as we own all of it, also known as this is a centralized token. Garlinghouse adds that dumping XRP onto the markets would not be in their best interest because we own all of it. If we dumped it, it'd be gone, and then we'd own nothing. We're clearly interested in a healthy, successful XRP ecosystem, and we could never do that if other people owned more than we did, but we own all of it. Next article. Then I'm passing it over to you. Okay, I'm ready now if you want to pass it over to me. Oh, take the rock, bro. Oh, okay, I got the talking stone. All right, so Ethereum Classic successfully executes Atlantis hard fork. This is an article written by William Foxley on Coindesk. Uh, Ethereum Classic has successfully enacted a system-wide software upgrade as part of a bid to increase its interoperability with Ethereum. The blockchain that split off from its code base in 2016. Dubbed Atlantis, the hard fork requires all software users to upgrade their clients in order to stay within the rules of the network. According to a release by Ethereum Classic startup Ethereum Classic Labs, 10 Ethereum Improvement Proposals EIPs were included in Atlantis to improve stability and performance and add opcodes, pre-compiled contracts, ZK snarks, and enhanced security. And we are on Atlantis. This is a quote by the hard forward coordinator, Afri Shodin, during a public call. Congratulations, everyone. Um, he said on Twitter that this fork saw, quote, one of the longest debates to reach consensus along with a lot of immutability politics. He added, quote, learned a lot about the beauty of decentralization and a distributed community. ZK Snarks. That's pretty, uh, it's, uh good ethereum is 2016 hard fork of ethereum wait 
What are, what are you saying here? Gay snacks. Uh, Ethereum is twenty. What is it saying here? Ethereum is 2016 hard fork of Ethereum Classic following the DAO, a hacked funding mechanism causing a rift in cryptocurrencies community. The projects remain separate, Culver told Coindesk, but they still share many of the same goals. All the hard work was postponed. The process wasn't contentious, Culver said, adding, quote, we believe in the strength of the public blockchain. It's really built on the strength of the community, on the strength for the community. So, uh... Snags. Okay, I'm done with it. I'm gonna cool. stop doing that. I apologize. So the hard fork went through. Yay! Yay for Ethereum Classic, which no one uses, and there's like five people building on it. Uh, let's let's bring it on back to me. Santander settles both sides of a twenty million dollar bond trade on Ethereum. Uh, Spanish banking giant Santander or Santander says it has become the first institution. To use a public blockchain to manage all aspects of a bond issue. Dear Lord, times are a changing, Jesse. We got an institution using a public blockchain, baby. A public one, Jesse. Public. Jesse, a public chain. Are oh you my feeling God. it? I'm feeling nothing. Do actually. you feel it in your pants? Do you feel it in your pants? I don't feel anything in my pants. Is that- I feel my pants getting just a little bit tighter. A public blockchain, Jesse. What? Post this shit That's unheard slide. of. A that is some blockchain? crazy shit. What? Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I gotta post this shit in the Slack. What is ballet? Mm-hmm. This is pretty dope. Look at that. Bobby Lee is back. Oh, look at this. It's All right, let's let's get to the news. Uh, reveal, they revealed this shit Thursday. The company not only used the token on Ethereum to represent the $20 million debt issuance, but settled it with another set of ERC-20 tokens representing cash held in a custody account. The world's changing, Jesse. It's changing fast. To understand why that's important, imagine asking someone a question on WhatsApp and waiting for them to mail a postcard with the answer. That's what it's like to issue securities on a blockchain while settling the cash side of the trade through the whoa. The analog legacy system. But Santander, in this analogy, conducted both parts of the controversial digitally. Conversation digitally. This is crazy. Previously, the World Bank issued a similar blockchain bond, but used a private version of Ethereum. And everyone was all like, that's bullshit. French leader Societe Generale issued a bond earlier this year on the public Ethereum network, but said nothing about cash on Ledger. Santander is claiming bragging rights since every part of its process is digitized, automated, and on-chain, including having Santander security services custody the cryptographic keys for the tokenized security and tokenized cash. Fuck. However, like... (laughs) Sorry. It's interesting. This is dope, is it not? No, no, I'm reading uh, Bobby Lee's ballet wallet. Oh, Okay. Here's a quote. At the bank, we're not interested in cryptocurrencies directly. The technology is the same underneath, but we're interested in our customers are interested we're interested in our customers are interested in traditional dollars, euros, pounds, and that's our space. Oh, you're full of shit. So here's Here's a quote. Um, I think it's become apparent that Ethereum is just part of the internet. Hmm. How does this work? 
How does what work, bro? Here, I'll send you a link. I send it to you in Slack. Uh, you should probably go to the homepage rather than that page. Ballet crypto. It's. Uh, it's being advertised as the world's first multi-currency non-electronic hardware wallet. Look at it. Got people running on the beach with their children. Their this children. looks like some shit you'd find in Europe. It's, uh, it's all metal. They, yeah, it looks whack. 2FKG, two-factor key generation process. I I mean, I mean, it looks like something you'd find in Europe. There's nothing cute about this. It's basically a glorified one to open dime. I wonder why this is, um, why he's doing this. Who, Bobby Lee? Yeah. I don't know. We should get him on the show. I would like to in- interview Bobby Lee. They support a lot of currency. A lot of Bitcoin Bitcoin gold, Bitcoin Satoshi's vision. That one's uh, it's, it's hanging in there. I don't get it, man. I don't get how we live in a world where we have Bitcoin, Bitcoin Cash, Bitcoin Gold, Bitcoin Diamond, and Bitcoin Satoshi's Vision. And Did you claim your all your Bitcoin spinoffs? Uh no. And everybody's just okay with it. I You're not gonna not. claim it? Why don't you do it? I mean, because I don't know. I'm being lazy. I don't even know how much it could be worth. Like. No, each mm. Satoshi Vision is like a hundred to two hundred dollars. Nah. That's some mm. PlayStations, right? Yeah, I probably should get it. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I should get that shit. Right. Get the new uh, Gears of War Five. You can get the new Borderlands Three. No way, your boy's getting Call of Duty. Oh, okay, all right. I'm going to get them. Next article. Lightning. CryptoKitty's creator raises $11 million from Warner. Wow. Anderson Howerowitz. Andreessen Howerowitz is to launch a blockchain. So everybody gets a blockchain in this piece. I don't even really care that much about this, but I'm going to read it. Warner Music is collaborating with Dapper Labs, the company behind CryptoKitties, to create a new blockchain called Flow. According to a story in Forbes Thursday, Dapper Labs has garnered $11 million in funding for the project, including investment from Warner. The round is led by Andreessen Hurwitz, with other major venture firms like Union Square, Digital Currency Group, Venrock, and Accomplice also participating. In an email to Coindesk, Vinrock's David Pac-Man said, Flow is aimed at a specific game use case. Uh, Ethereum and pretty much every other Layer 1 smart contracts platform is attempting to build scalable networks for transactions like payments. Decentralized gaming and things like collectibles place different scaling requirements on blockchains that uh, 
sharding fundamentally doesn't fix. So uh, Dapper's building flow to allow decentralized games to scale to tens of millions of users. So they said, you know what? Fuck that blockchain. We're going to build our own. You know? Mm. Fuck that one. We're going with our own. Our very own. So how does that make you feel, Jesse? Pants tight yet? I don't know. Get them tight. I'm going to pass the rock to you. So here we go. I got an interesting article. Coinbase may soon launch an initial exchange offering platform. What? 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 All right. So basically, uh, quote, in a nutshell, Coinbase is carefully exploring not only the IEO space, but also STOs, security token offerings. Uh, but I can't make any formal announcements right now. That's a quote from Peristani, who is Coinbase's head of institutional sales in Asia. That's fucking bananas. So they're gonna they're gonna basically scoop up all the um, business that Binance is losing. Jesse, for Americans, that's bananas. That's bananas, Jesse. Yep, 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 yep. They're gonna take it all, dude. They're gonna take it all. Coinbase is trying to be the brand new everything, bro. We're going to go to Coinbase thing. and they're going to be giving us juice with electrolytes. I would drink us, it. Huh? I would drink it. Yeah, I would. I'd drink that shit up. I'd say, hey, thank you, Coinbase. Sitting over that juice, baby. <laughs> Make sure it's got foil lid. God. Here's another one. Powerful new Ethereum miner reaches final stage before mass production. After a nine-month delay and $3.8 million of investment, an upstart manufacturer is ready to produce its first batch of powerful new machines for mining cryptocurrencies Ethereum and Ethereum Classic. Lindsay, uh, Linji, based in Shenzhen, China, said Wednesday it had ordered 37 wafers from Taiwan Semiconductor Manufacturing Company. The main parts will that will allow it to build about 200 application-specific integrated ways. They're going to build 200 ASICs out of those 37 waivers. These Damn. sample units will test whether the machines can mine as efficiently as they are designed to do using ETH, the proof-of-work algorithm used on Ethereum and Ethereum Classic. The testing units, if successful, would mark a major step toward mass production as Linji sends, uh, sets out to compete with makers of general-purpose computing chips such as NVIDIA, as well as minor gear, mining gear specialists Bitmain and Eno Silicon which both make ASIC miners for the ETH algorithm. So I know that there's three main players in like ASIC manufacturing, and mm-hmm. it looks like there mm-hmm. are more, and they're all in China. Yeah, what's up with that? Like, why aren't Americans doing it? Oh, that's right, because we outsourced all manufacturing to China. Yep. And it ain't coming back. People think it's coming back. That shit's gone. All right. Russian law firm and partners proposed legal action in Russia that should enable its lawyers to recover up to 200,000 Bitcoin lost in the Malgox fiasco, also known as the Magic the Gathering online exchange fiasco. Uh, recover losses on behalf of Mount Gox victims. Uh, on, a- on September 12th, in a Q&A with Andy Pag, uh, a former BBC journalist, the Moscow law firm outlined its proposal to recover close to $2 billion in Bitcoin on behalf of the victims of the hack. 
the now defunct Mount Gox Exchange, which, according to its lawyers, has the promise of making the Mount Gox victims whole. Uh, lawyers of Zlinga and partners believe that uh, thanks to close cooperation with law enforcement, they can recover up to 200k big BTC. That'd be great, man. Here's a quote. We want to make clear that we don't know yet. Is that right? English? Oh, yeah. We want to make clear that we do not yet know the identities of all persons. We have strong reasons to believe that their identities will be revealed by police investigation bringing existing information together. But we hope that once the criminal case starts, they will come forward quickly and uh, offer to give compensation to the victims. So they're thinking they could find Mt. Gox coins. Jesse, what do you think about that? They can find all the coins they want to find. Sounds, sounds like some bullshit, but that's just me. I'm very, I'm very negative these days. I should probably go on vacation. Your turn, man. Mm-hmm. Hit us up. Break all us right, off. here we go. Lightning Network developers warn oh. of bug that could cause loss of Bitcoin. Developers have disclosed a security hole in various versions of Bitcoin's Lightning Network software that could cause users to lose money if not updated. That the bug ain't right. was first made public on August 30 by Bitcoin and Lightning developer Rusty Russell and confirmed Tuesday afternoon by... Lao Lua Osuntukun, CTO of Startup Lightning Labs. It's unclear how much Bitcoin, if any, was lost or how many users were affected. Multiple Lightning node versions are vulnerable and should be updated immediately, Osuntukun warned of developer mailing list, adding, quote, we've confirmed instances of the CBE being exploited in the wild. An experimental Layer 2 solution, Lightning aims to allow near costless transactions making bitcoin feasible for mundane transactions such as copy purchases but the bug shows the technology solves problems like any code-based financial security issue here's a quote uh from russell security issues have been found in various lightning projects which could cause loss of funds um he said in the original posting full details will be released in four weeks 2019 927 uh september 9 uh 27 please upgrade well before then Asunta Kuhn emphasized that lightning is still in its infancy. Quote, we'd like to, uh, we'd also like to remind the community that we have still have limits in place on the network to mitigate widespread funds loss, he wrote. And please keep in mind, keep that in mind when putting funds onto the network at this early stage. So, um, don't put more money on lightning than you're willing to lose is what he, what he wrote. Sounds a lot like Bitcoin in the early days. Yeah. So Van Eck, that Van Eck is uh, now offering Bitcoin financial products for institutional investors, Jesse. So I hope that makes you feel good about yourself. Mm. Those pants tight yet. At the CEO of investment management firm Van Eck Associates, Jan Van Eck, hell of a name said that the company is now offering a type financial product with exposure to Bitcoin. That's fucking crazy. In an interview with CNBC on September 11th, Van Eck said that the product offered by the firm is a broker-traded fund and is currently not available to the public because rich people got to get rich first. But to institutional investors only. Van Eck further specified that it will trade over the counter and will not trade on national securities exchange. Uh, the broker trader fund is called Van Eck Solidex Bitcoin Trust. So, 
Van Van Ax basically said, "Hey, my rich clients they want access to Bitcoin, but they don't want to take on that much risk. So we're just gonna like fake some numbers over here and sell them those numbers in exchange of for representation of the Bitcoin that we actually own." So great. And that's how that goes, Jesse. You get something valuable, make up some numbers, get a bunch of people to agree that the numbers match the valuable, sell them the numbers, you keep the valuable stuff. Perfect. It's a perfect, it's a perfect, it's a perfect system. Science. It's a, it's a damn perfect system, you know. I want to hear a really messed up article. I do. Lay it on me, brother. Tether launches... Chinese yuan pegged stablecoin on the Ethereum blockchain. So Tether has launched its Chinese yuan backed stablecoin, which it revealed will run on top of the Ethereum blockchain as an ERC20 token. The stablecoin issuer said in a brief blog post Monday that the new token known as CNHT is collateralized with yuan stored offshore. CNH represents a further expansion of Tether's capabilities in facilitating the digital use of traditional currencies such as US dollar, USDT, and Euro, EURT. The announcement said, Coindesk first reported in late August that Tether was looking to add a new stablecoin peg to the yuan, also known as the renminbi. So... Sounds like... They're just making up, like, fucking shit no it just sounds like governments are hip to crypto now and that's their in you know what i mean tether is their in no stable stable coins are their in it's the way they can track their exposure right because right now banks have no idea how exposed they are to bitcoin right they have no idea how many people they serve buy bitcoin with their services like the help of them so if they could buy into these stable coins then they can start to track that because they'll make it really, really... I'm not going to lie to you, man. I've used USDC in Coinbase Pro when I was training uh, some Stellar? No, some Bat. It's fast. It's easy. It's quick. It's swift. I know the very second I hit convert to USD, they got me. They know what happened. So now they can track that exposure. Damn. Right? The very second you hit convert to USD, it's a wrap. They got you. They know. Done. They know now that you are exposed to bitcoin and they are exposed to bitcoin right hmm. the 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 thing is, is that they just want to know how much is going out and coming back so if you're if your path to bitcoin goes through something like coinbase they got you they have got you okay yeah why wouldn't they have you just when you do a direct deposit to coinbase anyway just because you're deposited to Coinbase doesn't mean you're moving it. I mean, there's so much shit to buy on Coinbase now, right? Why do you have to buy USDC for them to track you? Why Why can't you just buy BAT or Litecoin or Ethereum or E-Classic or Bitcoin Cash? Or that or... I do not know, man. I wish I knew. I wish I knew what Brian Armstrong knows. He's going to be like Zuckerberg rich here. If he's not already. Who do you think is going to be more rich? Zuckerberg or Brian Armstrong? Brian Armstrong. Who's going to be more rich? 
Bill Gates or Brian Armstrong? Brian Armstrong. Who's going to be rich, more rich, Jeff Bezos or Brian Armstrong? Brian Armstrong. Dang, dude. So you have him, like, number one? Dude, he's... The Coinbase is going to go to a trillion dollars so fast. In the next bull market, he's there. You right? think you think that it's going to go to a trillion? Yeah, very fast. It's going to be the fastest company in the history of the world to get to a trillion dollars. You think will. about how much they have in digital assets, man. I mean, I don't actually know anymore. Like, Dude, they've been in the Bitcoin game since like 2010. They've had thousands of Bitcoin back then. They probably have hundreds of thousands of Bitcoin now. I like thought they, they only net like a billion a year. Mm, I don't know where you're getting that number from. Yeah, what's your yeah? Oh, that's that's it's Slack. But we gotta wrap it up soon. We're gonna lightning. That's true. All right, here we go. According to a document reviewed by Bloomberg, Coinbase is projected to bring in $1.3 billion in revenue and $456 million in profits in 2018. Last year, Coinbase generated $923 million in revenue and $380 million in profit. That was in 2017. Okay. There you go. So let's go with the revenue, not the profit. $928 million in Bitcoin. Yeah, but you don't know that they're keeping it all in Bitcoin. They probably, they're probably not. They're probably not keeping it all in Bitcoin, but they're keeping it all in crypto. You think? Hell yeah. Never know. Could be just sitting on the sidelines waiting for the market to tank. An anomaly, if you will, like the ETH crash to $10. Not going to happen. But, you know... I think it's going to take them a decade to get to a $1 trillion valuation. Oh. Uh, is and, that that fast then? Because Amazon... Well, Amazon took 30 years, right? Did it? Is it 30? No, They 20, were in 96. 20. So it's 23 years. 23 years. And Apple took longer than that. 40 years or some shit like that. So... Hmm. If it's having, then Coinbase is like five years away from a trillion dollar. Hmm. I think they can make it, man. I think they can. How about Tesla? Nas is one rich ass rapper because he's an angel investor in Coinbase. Oh damn! Isn't crazy. That is crazy. Well, how much did he invest in? Did he pull out? I don't know, man. That's the thing. Did Nas pull out? You know how many kids that man has? I don't <laughs> actually. I don't either. Yeah. I just want to make a joke. Uh, jokes. Well, let's wrap it, man. How many these people? We need to get them onto the fucking Bitcoin Slack. Like, tell them what it is, Jesse. The Slack is a friendly place. We've purged it of evil people. And okay, uh, one 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 person who is causing problems, causing lots of friction for everybody. So now it's a it's a great place to learn about crypto, share ideas, find out what people are doing as far as uh, projects they're working on, just uh, read Ken's memes, uh, hear about everybody's day, learn about health stuff, learn about music stuff, a little bit of everything for everybody. Oh so, yeah. yeah, join it's us. An eclectic, it's an eclectic group. Yep. 
Well, hey, thanks, thanks you guys for listening to another week of Just the Headers. Uh, we do this for you, the people, right? We drop a people's elbow on this crypto news every week um, to present to you guys what's hot in these streets. We got banks settling shit on the Ethereum public chain. We have the people that make crypto goodies getting more money. We have Mount Gox coins might be coming back. It says a lawyer. Like, there's all kinds of crazy shit going on in crypto every single week. And we like to present it to you in our own colorful, fruitful, flavorful way. So, That's you're so welcome for that shit. All right, give the people what they want, Jesse. All right. Thank you, everybody, for listening. It's been our pleasure.